Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Look out for the Indianapolis Colts. They have Carson Wentz. Are you scared, Jacksonville? Hmm. A little lukewarm on this one. Not surprising that he goes to Indianapolis. Frank Reich all in on Carson Wentz. It's not the worst deal for either team. Still trying to debate who won the deal. And I think it showcases more that Philadelphia wants to get rid of Wentz than it does even Indianapolis wants Wentz. Uh, although they certainly give up, you know, a second that could be a first and a third round pick. And then they've got to, you know, bite the bullet on the money. But keep in mind on the money part, They've got a ton of money to play with. That's one thing about Indianapolis. They have a lot of money available. And so the money does not hamper them. It does not handicap them uh, at all, even over the next couple of years. Now, they would pay an enormous figure to Carson Wentz if he just plays one or two years there and, and fizzles out and he never regains what they hope he is. But if you really stretch it out and he has some success, I mean, you're talking a very average salary over, I think, like the four years uh, of it uh, that could be in Indianapolis. So I I think I like the move for Indianapolis. I don't know if I love the move for Indianapolis. Uh, you know, we talked earlier in the week, and if you missed some of that, I, I this was not a uh, die-on-the-hill Blake Bortles moment. Again, I've done that already. <laughs> that hill's long gone. This was more about Wentz and Goff, and I compared the stats to Blake Bortles. And we know how the league feels about Blake Bortles. And it's interesting to see how they feel like Indianapolis does to be able to put this deal together for a guy like Carson Wentz, who, quite frankly, doesn't have that much more impressive numbers than Blake Bortles did over the same amount of games, uh, albeit about 25 less interceptions. So that certainly is uh, is a factor. But uh, again, I, I'm not saying Blake Bortles is better than those guys. I'm just saying that's the class of quarterback we're talking about. They are lumped in a little bit together from a statistical standpoint, and you can't just live on statistics. So, again, I don't want to over-dramatize this part of the story. I just found that very interesting. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Blake Bortles, they are in. You can draw a circle around those guys when you look at games, completion percentage, yardage, touchdowns in their NFL careers. Uh, the interception stands out a little bit differently uh, for, for Bortles, like I said, by 20 to 25. So that's significant. I don't want to dismiss that. But they are in this same area. And we just saw the Lions say, OK, we'll take this for Matthew Stafford. And we're going to go forward with Goff, who did appear at a Super Bowl. Uh, but now we'll be without Sean McVay. And, and now we see Indianapolis try to rescue a guy like Carson Wentz, who – for that one year was MVP candidate, but still has not had the ability to stay healthy very much for a full season. And now seems like he's regressed in a big time way in the NFL. So I find that part of it uh, pretty interesting and a lot more money on the hook, by the way, for uh, Wentz and Goff. So uh, that, that's the Blake Bortles part for me. And that's what makes me wonder and sit here and be like, OK, Indianapolis, it's not a bad move. I just don't know if it was your best move. Uh we said yesterday, do you go make a play if you're in Indianapolis for a guy like Ben Roethlisberger? They kind of did that with the old, old quarterback that can't move with Phillip Rivers. So I understand uh, not going that route. Do you do it with Jimmy Garoppolo? Is there more upside to Jimmy Garoppolo taking on about the same amount of cash? Or do you make another play in the draft for one of these quarterbacks 
that now becomes your guy. One thing about it with Wentz is that they have a very good team. It doesn't matter what quarterback they brought in. Indianapolis has a very good team. Uh, you know, they have parts. I don't know if they're Super Bowl good, especially in the AFC with the Chiefs and what the Ravens have been able to do. And maybe now you look at the Bills and even the Browns, right? So there, there's a bunch of teams there. But they have a very good team. I, I truly believe that. It's, uh, it's a team that a lot of people would sign up for. I guess the question you have to ask with Carson Wentz is, does he elevate them and make them better? And I thought about this question, you know, coming over here uh, to the show today. And I guess this one's for you, Jags fans. The Indianapolis Colts get Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts already have a pretty good football team. They have a better football team than your Jacksonville Jaguars. So for the next three to five years, as the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence build this thing, are you afraid of Indianapolis? Like, did that make you, whoa, oh boy, they have Carson Wentz now. And I don't think it does. Like, I just don't. I don't, there, I don't think there's one person in Jacksonville today saying, oh man, shoot. Yeah, we got Trevor Lawrence, but look at that. They have Carson Wentz now. Now, maybe we say that in a year. Maybe we say that by October if he's playing good football. It's possible. But I just don't look at the AFC South and say, oh, boy, look out now. Indianapolis is on a run uh, because they got Carson Wentz. And I think that's the reality of it as it pertains to us around here in Jacksonville, the AFC South. Like, is Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill still the favorite in the AFC South with Derrick Henry? Still the favorite in the AFC South with what they've been able to do? More so than Indianapolis with Carson Wentz? I would say yes, because the Carson Wentz move has a big-time question mark. And then, of course, you have Houston. And Houston is Houston, and the Jags, quite frankly, right now, are the Jags. This is a Titans-Colts conversation in the AFC South until the Jags and Texans can prove Otherwise, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane will be here in just a few moments. Clues here on a Thursday, and I love it. You know, this time of year, I thought we had a little bit of a lull, but we got the QB carousel spinning again. There was some Ben Roethlisberger talk yesterday. We got Carson Wentz now, and we got a bunch of stuff on the plate today. Uh, you know, Fernando Tatis signs that big deal. We got this question on the title, and I want you to, to think about this, is when I grow up, I want to be blank. And the blank is a baseball player, a football player, a basketball player, a hockey player. I'm talking sports now. Like, where do you go if you feel like, hey, I can make a heck of a living? And Fernando Tatis is the latest to sign one of these big deals. So that's where I think that part's interesting. By the way, uh, pitchers and catchers report, uh, spring training is here. Jumbo shrimp schedule yep. is out. So there's a lot of stuff happening. That's what I was about to say. I'm, I'm trying to work on a story right now for the jumbo shrimp schedule because – I was tied up in some meetings, so I'm trying to get that blog out now. Do you see the Jumbo Shrimp, by the way, uh, which it's great that their schedule's out. They didn't play last year because of the pandemic, so that's good. They will play Norfolk 42 times. Oh. They're going to play Norfolk 42 times. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. That's a lot. I mean, that uh, it, who do they play anybody else like that? A similar Nobody amount? like that amount, I don't believe, no. But seriously, it's 42 times. And what's the is schedule there... in AAA? Like 150-something or 140-something? Oh, hold on. I have it. And they're playing them 42 times. 142. Yeah, so 142 and 42 of those games. So essentially a little bit less than a third of their schedule is against one team. That is absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, so anyway, we'll we'll visit uh, those topics in, in baseball coming up as well. A couple of topics we did not get to yesterday on the plate today. Uh, I thought it was interesting coming off the Daytona 500 that Alvin Kamara is now investing in a NASCAR team. So now we have Michael Jordan, Pitbull, 
and Alvin Kamara involved in NASCAR. How good is that for the sport? I certainly can't hurt, hurt the sport, by the way. So there's no negative here. But how good can it be? Can God, can people like that from outside NASCAR help grow the game, if you will, but grow the sport in NASCAR to new audiences? And I'm sure that's what NASCAR is hoping. And uh, this is going to be an interesting story to follow, I think. I mean, Alvin Kamara is a popular guy, certainly not as popular, <laughs> to be honest, as Pitbull and even Michael Jordan. But, I mean, you have two mega stars from the music industry and Michael Jordan, who transcends everything. And now you have a current star player in Alvin Kamara getting involved in NASCAR. Why NASCAR? Why are these folks getting involved in NASCAR? Uh, Is there more opportunity for that? Are there other sports like that? And I would say soccer and some of these uh, uh, minor league, if you will, they're still professional, but smaller soccer clubs, you've seen the same. There's been like that uh, ownership by committee. Heck, even here in Jacksonville, Tim Tebow, Daniel Murphy, those guys own part of the Iceman. They're they're part of the ownership group. Uh, do we like that? Is that a good thing for these sports? And I would say NASCAR right now uh, is at the front end of that with some of the big names that they had. So we'll get to uh, that. Steph Curry's playing lights out. little NBA chatter today on uh, Steph Curry because he has obviously come back. And, didn't he hit a big winner yesterday, too? This was a topic yesterday, and then he delivered with a big winner yesterday, right? In he overtime. always does. He has yeah, these crazy shots shot. that just – how do they go in? He annoys me less these days, which is good. <laughs> well, I, I forget who it was. Someone else also joked about that recently, saying, like, well, at least we can be excited about the Warriors now. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, catch up on, on that topic. Austin is uh, coming in here shortly. I don't know if we've ever had somebody miss the start of the show because they're getting a tattoo, Coos. Yeah, I don't – I don't. He's like – Seriously, getting a tattoo today. Like he told us yesterday, he said, I'm getting a tattoo. I think it started at noon. And so Austin is is on his way in, be here in about five minutes. But because of the tattoo. So, I'd imagine it's pretty involved if it's not like a, a larger tattoo. You I know? wonder what it is. I mean, he's running out of skin to put the tattoos. He's got a bunch of them. Uh, so uh, we'll catch up with, with Austin, his thoughts on uh, Carson Wentz coming up uh, here in a bit as well. Alan Robinson. Back in the news a little bit, uh, there was a, another article written on Allen Robinson, and it goes back to the conversation we had A-Rob on Super Bowl week, and I thought there was one interesting part, and this is going to be a little bit of a pat on the back. Apologies, folks, but there, there were three. Uh, Ty Dunn is who wrote the story, and he has a website, and it was a very lengthy article, well done, on, um, on A-Rob, and he said he wants to get paid market value. He wants to win a Super Bowl, so... You know, feels like some wherever he goes, can he win a Super Bowl? He didn't necessarily say it has to win this year's Super Bowl contender this year, but I I think everybody plans that way if you can. The problem is, can you find a Super Bowl contender that will pay you market value? That's a little trickier. But then the third part of that was Canton, Ohio, and Hall of Fame. And I don't know if I put this in A. Rob's head or not. I don't want to take credit for something I shouldn't deserve credit for. But I when I pitched A. Rob to Jacksonville, I pitched him Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence will help inflate those numbers to make a run at Canton, Ohio for Allen Robinson. I brought up guys like Calvin Johnson and Marvin Harrison, and I gave statistics to A-Rob. And so if you don't mind, I'm going to take a little credit for that part of it. And if so, Jacksonville, are you in play to help A-Rob get to Canton, Ohio someday? I don't think it's out of the realm. He's got to step on the gas a little bit in some of the numbers. But I really don't think it's out of the realm for Allen Robinson. I also thought about this today. Allen Robinson is quietly, quietly 
Uh, one of the favorite players I've covered now. Uh, I, I, I was thinking about it a little bit more. I like the fact that he's talking to people. He, he came on with us. He's done a couple other interviews. I think he did one with Sirius XM, um, maybe Super Bowl week or the week after. And then this article and a lengthy article. I like the fact that he's not shying away from the conversation. I, I think that part's cool because a lot of people just stay silent and that's okay too. Uh, but Al Robinson's not. He also isn't sitting there slamming anybody or bad mouthing anybody. He knows he's one of the top wide receivers available in free agency. He has earned the opportunity to explore and get a big paycheck. And I think he's going to do that. And he's also been very productive in his career. And uh, just kind of the maturation of Allen Robinson, the growth. I think he's a really likable guy. And I like the fact that he's a little uh, transparent with everybody, even in this kind of process. So uh, quietly becoming one of my favorites that I've covered uh, here in Jacksonville and beyond is uh, Allen Robinson. If I say that a lot, maybe even if I say it to him, maybe that will even help him come back to Jacksonville. I love the fact that Jags fans want uh, Allen Robinson back in a, uh, a Jaguars uniforms uniform. So a month away from free agency, Allen Robinson, I would think, is still in play uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Keep in mind, Super Bowl contender, winning team, all those things are fair questions about Jacksonville. But market value, that limits the field. Okay, if you're going to pay somebody 20 million bucks, 18, 19, 20 million dollars a year, well, that limits the field now. And so uh, I think that's why Allen Robinson certainly is in play. Hey, last night, Tim Tebow retired from baseball. Not going to get into this heavy right now, but I do want to talk about it. In hindsight, the five-year experiment for Tebow, really four years playing in the minors, was it a success? Do you look at it in a, in a bad way? How do we view what Tebow did or attempted to do in hindsight? Listen, he hit 223 in 287 games. Made it to AAA. He was a AA All-Star. Uh, he had some really cool moments. I showed this on TV last night, and I still think this was pretty awesome. Tebow, uh, we were covering the Masters a few years back. It would have been, what, 17? I think it would have been 17. Covering the Masters, obviously in Augusta. And Tebow... Uh, so I think we go up there like Tuesday, Wednesday. And Tebow on a Thursday night is making his debut in Class A with the Columbia Fireflies. Well, it turns out it's only like an hour and 15 minutes from Augusta. So we leave Augusta that afternoon. We go up and, and get Tebow's uh, professional debut in, in, with the Columbia Fireflies. Go to bat in practice. He gets up. Place is packed, of course. Right? Uh, certainly a draw. And first... At bat, his professional career hits a home run, and the place goes crazy. I mean, it was a really cool moment. First home run instructional ball, I think, like a year or two earlier, he hit a home run. Uh, so it was kind of fun to follow the Tebow baseball career. Uh, it certainly upended by two things. One, he hadn't played in forever. So the, the climb to get back up to that level, even if he could have played that level coming out of high school or even college, well, when you separate playing baseball for like a decade that's a very difficult thing to do at anything other than maybe riding a bike uh but that part was already difficult the other thing is his age was you know he's, he's what 33 uh and on top of that they lost a year last year so he goes to triple a he's in the mets organization doesn't really do that well there in triple a uh then has an injury that cuts his season short I didn't get a chance to build on it last year because of the pandemic and, and no minor league baseball. So 
this was not a surprise that he hangs up the baseball cleats. But I am curious, and uh, we'll get Austin's take on it too when he comes in. Just is that a bad experiment? Um, is that on the resume of Tebow? Is it just going to be a footnote? Uh, how do you feel about it? and and what other sports stars really should try another sport? I think is a is a fascinating question. We, you know, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders and all the rest, but we have a I think a lot of basketball players who go play tight end in football. We have those kind of stories. Who else could go play uh, another sport? So a lot of things to get to here on a Thursday, a fun Thursday ahead. And the tattoo man is here. What Got up? a plastic bag around the right wrist area. Better believe ESPN it. ESPN 690 tattoo. Pretty much. I'm dedicated. Uh, so what do we got here? Uh, well, you wouldn't under, it's from an, it's from an anime. You don't do the anime scene. Right, well, you so, can explain to, listen, um, I don't understand half the stuff you say on this show. You're not talking <laughs> to da- me all the that's time. That's a dang good point. Well, first of all, <laughs> let me start by saying I appreciate you giving me a little time to get here. Cause you know, in ESPN 690, we don't take personal days. We take personal minutes. That's right. So I appreciate that. Of them. Personal minutes it is. But, um, so it's from a, an anime called Cowboy Bebop, which Stuart's actually a really big fan of. We talked about it before on this show. Um, and, and I got basically a saying from that from that anime. It's uh, you're gonna hold. Uh, I'm sorry, you're gonna carry that weight. Um, which, if you've seen the anime, you know what that means at the end. It's one of the last quotes of that whole thing. So, so this is somewhat new, though. Like a lot of times, tattoos will come from something inspired for kind of a while. I mean, this is. Sure. Are you a little concerned this might be a fad thing here? Oh like, no, this because is, this no, is, so, this isn't going no, away now. no, 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 because this is so. This anime, and we've had this conversation. It's it's one of my top three of all time. You know how into them I am. And I watched it when I was a kid, because um, it's one of the older ones out there. Um, and it was one of the very first things I really got emotional about, because of the end of it. Once again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it was from the 90s, so it's not like I'm really spoiling so catch it now. Up, people. Catch up, everybody. But um, the story behind that whole show and how it you know transpires to the end where this quote comes into play um it always kind of stuck out with me a little bit and and i've always kind of lived my per you know my life um with that phrase like no no matter what you do right now you're going to carry that weight in the future you know like every decision that you make will affect yourself in the future so that's kind of why i got it and yeah i mean i don't think it's really a fad i think uh you know i have some fad tattoos for sure this isn't one of them yeah so what's the exact quote again you're going to carry that weight. You're going to carry that weight. Yeah, which is actually a Beatles song as well. Unfortunately, sure I feel you like that. I am carrying that weight. <laughs> and hopefully well, I don't carry more. Well, and, it, and it's from a Beatles song, which I, I know you're your diehard fans of them. So <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I figured you would you know, yeah. recognize it from that. I should have known that. That's where yeah. I thought it was from. Sure, I, I didn't sure, know you were go. such a big Paul yeah. McCartney fan. Yeah. Well, or, or George Harrison, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. You can bring name go. all four of them. Like, there we go. And, of course, John Lennon to bring it home. So on the pain threshold where was this one not gonna I mean, lie talking, like that's a sensitive spot well man. yeah and so like you just got it on the inside so, of your wrist and it's like a negative tattoo where like the the, the lettering is actually my skin and everything else is black so you can kind of uh, see it right yeah, here yeah i can see so, i think um, that's kind of cool actually yeah yeah so a little less than ideal because i didn't really eat anything either because i was fasting obviously not the best decision uh to get a tattoo with but um overall the pain scale i would say i would say a five out of ten well, how really? much? What would it be yeah. for me? Ten out of ten. <laughs> 12, would, Twelve out of ten. Where would you say it 
was comparable pain-wise to like other spots of your body? Ooh, good qualities. I would say the middle of your arm here, like okay. your tricep kind of. <laughs> yeah, that flexing area. opportunity. Here? Yeah, pretty much. Where, where's, where's the camera again? I would say this, right here. This area right here and kind of right here in that tricep region. Because right, I'll get say, it right here. Yeah. Used to shove bear claws right <laughs> Because, like, I'll say my shoulder didn't hurt at all. No, but then the I, shoulders... when I got my wrist one, I was like, wow. Yeah. It was amplified. I look, at, I look at a guy like Coos. Yeah. Like, I look at you and I say, okay, he might be a 50 tattoo guy. I look at Coos and he might not. I don't. I don't. Well, you've set the over under it, too. I, I go yeah. under. It's, it's very unassuming. Like, like I, I don't know why. I mean, sorry to judge you like that. But no, and with all due respect to Coos, he got. I mean, why the, do you have a rose as one of your t- tattoos? A rose? <laughs> you, big, uh, <laughs> big bachelor fan. Big bachelor big fan, Big bachelor yeah. guy. But no, like, I mean, he's he's got minimal tattoos, but, like, he's got, like, the wrist is an aggressive spot to get one. Like, it's not the, the, the most comfortable spot, let's just say. I no, it was I, not I'm comfortable. still kind of mapping out where yeah. I'm putting my first well, tattoo. And, and I'm super pumped to throw punches tonight, too, at MMA. This is just going to be fantastic. That's going to feel great. You okay to do that? You're allowed to do that? You have to tape it up even more? No, nah, I'll be fine. Like, when will you take that off? After training tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh... I really think these things through, don't I? <laughs> Seriously, like, um, well, yeah, why didn't you do it now? Why couldn't you wait for another oh, month? Oh, no, because so the studio that I go to, they're super booked because they're very popular here in town. So when they have an opening, you got to take it. Hence why I had a second place all the time. I mean, Black Hive Tattoo, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Black Hive Tattoo. There you go. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Hey, uh, seriously, think uh, I'm not being critical here. Yes. But, like, how many tattoos do you need? I mean, how oh, many do you have now? I mean, I, I stopped counting. Tell you the yeah. truth. Like, I mean, I, mean, it's, I, get I mean, like point. I'm covered, dude. Like I it's not like point. I count. Like yeah. how many do you need? Uh, more. You know, more. They're they're addicting. Coos, you can back me up. They're addicting. I mean, you only got two of them, right? Very but they're much addicting. So. Yeah. I was I went to get my second one, and I was like, this is the last one I'll ever get. And yeah. now I'm like already thinking about it. Really? I mean, the way Nicole, I look at it is, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Nicole and I almost <laughs> while we were in. I don't. She'll probably be upset that I'm sharing this. While we were in Savannah drinking. Oh yeah. We so, almost got tattoos. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that, now that's not there's the a lot smartest. of people that have done that on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I don't recommend doing that. Coos Coo's gets the show logo. No, for sure. Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon caricatures. Yeah. yeah. I'd be impressed. I would autograph that one. I actually did that one time. I mean, you had that story before, didn't you? Yeah. I autographed the lady's arm. I don't arm understand and then... why you don't uh, know how many tattoos. Like, did you just lose count? You don't want to look in the mirror and count? No. I mean, I seriously lost count. You did that count. for me while you were peeing in the same. <laughs> Is my wife listening? Yeah. Uh, how about Cody? Uh, she, she, oh, yeah. Does she like, oh, um, yeah. are you going to keep getting, I want you well, to cover I mean, up your has, left arm. She's, she's, yeah, she's got she my arms, up. but yeah, she's got like a sleeve tattoo. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's up there as well. Um, What's her latest like, tattoo? Ooh, good call. Uh, she got, <laughs> it's funny, she got Sage. <laughs> like this, you know, oh, really? <laughs> she got you, Sage and then. Big um, Kyrie Irving fan. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she's a diehard Kyrie <laughs> fan. No, she, she's got a uh, hand holding Sage and then our son's name um, okay, on cool. the Sage thing. So there's, that's, she got an inside of arm. That's, that's an aggressive spot. All right. Yeah. I like it. But, um, I like this. So I like that. What did you call it again? Reverse? Ne- negative space negative, tattoo. Okay. Yeah. But like um, it. yeah, to answer your question, it's not going to stop anytime soon, man, because the, the more life I live, the more inspiration I, I find. Yeah, you have like you have uh, tattoos all over your chest. I mean, right? my my, my, my entire back? chest is yeah, yeah. So my back and my chest are entirely covered. They're covered. Yeah, it's like there's zero so space. So you got left. no space. Zero space. So you, that's why I lost count. Will you ever get a face tattoo? No, no. Uh, my my mom had two rules for me living in her in her house. Couldn't get a neck tattoo or a face tattoo. I guess more than two rules. I uh, couldn't get my hands tattooed and couldn't get gauges. Which I was super bummed about. You know, gauges are like oh, the, the yeah, holes. Yeah, in the holes oh, yeah, I wanted those so she bad. Didn't like that. Mom said absolutely not. Interesting. So I never got them. Yeah. What age are the kids going to come to me and say I want a tattoo? Well, my son's already into it. 
he's asking. I'm like, you're going to wait, little dude. Sorry. Wow, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Go no. to, like, third grade and have hey, a tattoo. Are we going to call child services on me? Get, like, a awesome. Pikachu on it. That's, that's bull. <laughs> you can't call child services Play. because a kid got a Play. tattoo. Yes, you can. Why? Because that's, like, that's inhumane. To have a third grader get yeah, a tattoo? They, yeah, I don't think they Brent, like that idea. You can't do that? It's not the most pleasant thing know. in the world to get. Well, if he wants one, he wants no, one. No, 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 Brooke. Heaven forbid Ty or Kaylee came up to you in third grade. Ty's already got three. <laughs> there is something to be said for playing baseball. You got a nice, cool sleeve tattoo there for the show off What's the difference between getting on. your ears pierced as a kid and getting a tattoo? Because both the piercings hard. can go away. One's permanent, one's not permanent. I have both my ears pierced. Not anymore. It'd be great. Like, take your kid and just, like, put, like, your name on him. What he goes, has no choice. What goes through your head, Brett? <laughs> Told you I was having some weird uh, dreams. And get, like, I twins, so. I get it. Put their name on it. <laughs> then, you know... <laughs> Oh, they're identical, man. Well, yeah, like yeah, identical. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could. I, I really didn't feel like that. Like, if you get a kid got a tattoo, you get child services. Like, what's the age? You have to be 18, 18. to get a tattoo? I think you have to be an adult. Or I think it's 16 with a parent's permission. Yeah. Okay, but you can't be 15 with your parent's permission. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> if you can drive, then you can get a tattoo. If you can't drive, then probably not. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, I want your thoughts on Carson Wentz. Third grade. The deal. What does it mean? For the, yeah. Hey. Ronan wants a tattoo. Get him a tattoo. <laughs> We'll be back on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said, still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The Eagles had what they thought was a franchise quarterback. They paid him a trillion dollars. They basically sat by and watched him tear apart their entire franchise. They fire the coach. They create a, a ridiculously bad situation. They win a Super Bowl without him. And now when they finally trade him, they thought they were going to get a Matthew Stafford-like package. They get a third-round pick this year and a conditional two that could turn into a one. That is so much less all right, who won the deal? That's Greeny, of course. Yeah. Uh, Mike Greenberg from ESPN. You can hear him right here on ESPN 690. I think there's a little mix here on who won the deal. I, I, I don't know if I would go get Carson Wentz. We had this conversation earlier in the week. Again, is, is I think we had it yesterday, didn't we? It might have been yesterday. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I don't not like Carson. Like I think I actually think I like Carson Wentz better than golf yeah. as a player. Now, he doesn't have this baggage all of a sudden. Like, golf doesn't come with that kind of baggage. But if no. Sean McVay, an offensive guy, doesn't think he can get golf to go where he wants him to go, yeah. and he gives up on him, that's not a good indication. In fact, you just have the complete opposite. You have Frank Reich, who thinks he can rescue Carson Wentz. So there's something in there. Well, and you they had a relationship before. before. Well, of course yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, he still needs to win. He's not going to bring anybody in Without a just doubt. because. Mm -hmm. uh, but you said, like, the ceiling, you've seen the ceiling. Or you've seen the good yes. from, from Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you believe in that. Right. I mean, it's like you make a first impression. You believe in that. Doesn't matter if you have three bad outings after it. You believe in what you saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so I get that. If you bring in a quarterback, you bring him in based off the good that he's done set aside from the bad that you've seen. Yeah. Usually. Well, and so if you look at this deal, a second round and a third round and really a second round that could become a first round, that's fine if it does. But and then the contract that they took on. Now there's 34 million in dead money, the 33.8 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Like the Eagles didn't get 
like a ton in return. They got Wentz off the books. Well, eventually. Yeah. They don't have to commit to him anymore. I got a potential first rounder, second round pick, and a third. Listen, that's not bad, but it's not like they got two first round picks. No. So this is a guy that was in the conversation for MVP a few years ago, okay? And you paid him $128 million. So I really don't feel like the Colts, I mean, I'm sorry, the Eagles got much for it. I, I would have kept him on this kind of deal. I think the Colts, although I don't know if I would have chased him as my top priority, I think it's a pretty good deal for the Colts. I, I think with all the money they have, eating some of the money early in the contract doesn't affect them. And I think the chance to resurrect his career is pretty good. I like It's a good gamble. I think the Colts win the deal. I don't think it's even close. Really? I think the Colts made out like bandits. I think that um, it was a genius move on their part. Now, I, I get it, man. And, and I see on Twitter, uh, people want to crack jokes. You know, the, what are the Colts doing? Stuff like that. I, I couldn't disagree more. I think the Colts um, did a great job of securing a quarterback talent for their team, who is obviously one maybe player away from going to the Super Bowl in Carson Wentz. Because take a look at it like this. Last year, Phillip Rivers comes in. Now, at the time, yes, there might have been some intrigue about Phillip Rivers, but let's be honest. We saw him in L.A., all right? We, we saw what it looked like. And when you had guys like Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler, like, you still can get the job done. Now, when you play the Jaguars, you had no problem. But who didn't, okay? But for the most part, like, the overall consensus of Phillip Rivers is the fact that I think, well, this guy's kind of on the back nine. Like, how much does he really have left? He goes into Indianapolis, who... Has probably less weapons at his disposal. It's close. Probably less weapons than he did with the Chargers. But what do you have? A great offensive line. And anytime you have a great offensive line, that can build your confidence. Now, it's not like Phillip Rivers had these Pro Bowl-type numbers, especially during the beginning of the season. Now, as the season uh, you know, dragged on, things like that, he started up the game a little bit, got get the pass game a little more. And then, obviously, the emergence of Jonathan Taylor made a big difference as well. But Phillip Rivers wasn't the reason why they lost the playoff game. Okay, now the, the the last image you're going to have of him is throwing that Hail Mary that kind of fell 10 yards flat. But besides that, you know, Philip Rivers did what, what he needed to do to have success in, 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 in Indianapolis. With Carson Wentz now, I feel like you get an upgrade. I feel like Carson Wentz is an upgrade from Philip Rivers from really? last season. I really do. And I think that if you surround Carson Wentz with an offensive line, that's A, going to give you confidence. And then you surround him with a running game, B, Jonathan Taylor, which is going to give you confidence. And then you have suitable wide receivers. Now, we'll see. I get, like, I think T.Y. Hilton is going to be a free agent, right? Yeah, I, yeah. We don't know about him. I mean, Michael Pittman's coming on. Um, you know, they got a couple other they're guys. They're a good team. Yeah, they're, they're a great team. And obviously, well, in defense, great. they're a good team. They're a good team that could be great, let's just say it like that. I like that. And they have a defense that can play complementary football. There's a lot of things to like, I think, if you're Carson Wentz. And that's the biggest thing. He needs confidence. So you went to a team that can provide that confidence. Listen, this is a great situation for Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. I think it's a fantastic – I mean, you couldn't ask for a much better situation if you're a quarterback to go somewhere and and put all the parts around you. Really good. I – what I debate is what you said about the upgrade. I don't know that. I think Philip Rivers played well for them. I think Philip Rivers did a good job from them. I don't know what they're getting in Carson Wentz. Well, you're, getting, the point, you're getting a dual threat guy, though, Brent. You, you can't are, deny that. Yeah, you can certainly move. Uh, there's two things that, that I would seriously – I'm pondering right now if I'm a Colts fan. And, and I kind of like the move, but I'm in the back of my mind saying two things. One, or is this a little bit of the buddy system at work? Did we sure. put too much on Frank Reich? Because Reich made this move. Like He said, I can do this. 
Sure. This is an upgrade. I believe what Austin's saying, and he can help us win. Don't worry. We'll fix him. He's good. Mm-hmm. Okay? But is that too much to trust? I mean, listen, those guys are in those roles for a certain reason. But, but no, it's no. One guy. But let's be honest, though, Brent. Do we trust John DiFilippo when he brought Nick Foles here? We, we kind of did, and how that turned out for everybody. So yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm, yeah, I'm trying I, to prove your point. I, well, I think you're right, although I think there's less influence from DiFilippo. DiFilippo okay. could say, I want this guy, or I think this guy can be good. But I still think Coughlin and Caldwell sure. and those guys had to pass off on it, more so than I bet Ballard and Ursay and others were. So, no, of course okay. they do. They still have to sign off on it. But I think this was really Frank Reich pushing it if you connect the dots. Okay. The other thing I, I really wonder and I say this, and I just t- tweeted, and I asked this question. I don't know how Jacksonville feels about it. But you get a guy, if I say, hey, you're getting a guy with has a good team in, in Indianapolis. We know that. I think everybody would acknowledge. You have a really good nucleus. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers was pretty good for them. You know, they, what, they end up 11-5 and five last year, or was it 10-6? and six? But they make the playoffs. And they could have been a dangerous team, I thought, in the postseason. They didn't yeah. win, but they could have been. So they were already good. Carson Wentz is a former MVP candidate. He's played some really good football. And I ask you, Jags fan, I say, hey, are you scared now of Indianapolis for the next year, three years, five years? And honestly, man, I say, nah, not really. Like, I, Carson Wentz doesn't scare me, mm. right? Mm. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm more scared of Deshaun Watson staying in Houston mm. if I'm in, in, the, in the AFC South. And I'm not really afraid of Houston right now. You shouldn't but be. But I'm more afraid of even Watson and what they could build around him and quickly do that yeah. rather than, okay, the Indianapolis was already pretty good. That's a tough game. I just don't know if Carson Wentz just elevated them to be like, oh, boy, dang it. I can't believe but they're, oh, they're going to get swept next year. I don't believe but, that. But, I, I don't believe Okay, that. but here's the crazy thing, though, Brent. Because you remember all the Phillip Rivers hype last year, and there was hype. I mean, who was the, who was the Super Bowl team last year? It, it was them, yeah. Because of Phillip course. Rivers, yeah, right? I, I banked on Rivers playing well. Sure. And by the way, it wasn't a bad banking. No, no you know, listen. played I, pretty well. I, I'm, I'm not saying that you, you picked the wrong horse here because, like I said, I mean, the, and I'm with you. I think the Colts, you know, at the end they just hit a Buffalo Bills team that was firing all cylinders, and it is what it is. But it's not like the Colts were had a bad season any by any means. But I, my point is – you believed in the Phillip Rivers hype. Yeah. And you thought that the way that team is compiled, their offensive line, their defense, you know, the coaching, the accountability, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, you bought in the Colts last year. I thought they were ready year. to pop. Yeah. Exactly. So what changed besides Phillip Rivers going to Carson Wentz now? Because, like, if any – and once again, like, this is where we disagree, I guess. I think that Carson Wentz coming in now gives them even an extra bump wow. as opposed to Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I will say I will sit here and tell you right now when yeah. we do our predictions, whenever that we did them pretty early, I think last year. Yeah, I am not picking Indianapolis to the Super Bowl. I don't think he does. Winning, that. winning the division. I I won't say I won't do that. Okay, yet, but okay. I probably won't. I'll probably still give the nod for another run because they did it again to Tennessee. Hmm. I mean, I I think still they're probably the team to beat with Tannehill and. And Derrick Henry. Sure. Uh, I, because what you're asking me, uh, Philip Rivers was a was a question mark because you asked, did he have anything left in the tank? So Correct. I gambled that the tank wasn't empty. That's sure. what I gambled on. What you're asking me to gamble on, is Carson Wentz, is can he find his form or is he Chuck Knobloch? Mm. And that's a dangerous that's a dangerous thing in sports. You don't just flip the switch. Mm. Like if if he's messed up. And it's going to take him a while to come out of this, then I don't know what to expect. And so, oh, listen, I know what to expect if Philip Rivers had anything left in the tank. I can't sit here and tell you I know what to expect out of Carson Wentz. In fact, you turn into now 
I think Indianapolis becomes the ultimate boom or bust team of 2021 Mm. because I think that's a boom or bust play. You're investing in Wentz, burning it around. But here's the thing. Okay. But in terms of investing, though, listen, I was expecting at least a first rounder, maybe another one, like for Carson Wentz. The fact that you're going to give up a second and third rounder, perhaps. Oh, no. Listen, or? that's two different uh, stories. I think the Colts made out, like, okay. in terms of that. Like okay. I think it was a it was a it was a gamble worth taking on their part. But, I do, but, but I'm just telling you, I'm not afraid of them. I got you. Okay, but what you're saying from the boomer bust part is is Carson Wentz going to essentially have the yips again this season? Yeah. Or get to, yeah, if, I, if I mean, he does, they're out of it after one year and they spend about sure. forty million dollars. But what I said is that's an okay risk for them. You know why? Because one, the payoff could be huge if you find your quarterback. Correct. Two, you weren't going to get like Justin Fields or somebody like that. Mm. And three, you have the money. Like they're not going to go to salary cap hell because they just made this deal. Yeah. And so that makes it an okay risk, in my opinion. See. And, and I get where you're coming from. And listen, there is a risk. Don't get, don't get it twisted here. I'm not saying oh, this is a surefire. Like, no, there's definitely a risk with Carson Wentz because we saw it last year. I mean, we, we saw a guy who lacked confidence. We saw a guy who was not comfortable. But I, I argue that, listen, if you put give him those receivers that he had last year, give him the coach with, with, uh, with Doug Peterson, give him that situation that was last year. Give him all the receivers getting hurt last year. And w- there's not too many quarterbacks, I feel like, in the league that g- are going to have a lot of confidence in Philadelphia yeah, yeah. and have success. Yeah. You know? So I'm not trying to make an excuse for Carson Wentz. and said, well, the guys around him, you know, the, the offense just wasn't working. Because, I mean, that's a big part of it. But at the end of the day, yes, if you're the a quarterback that you're supposed to be an MVP candidate, you elevate the guys around you. No, Carson Wentz didn't do that. But I think Carson Wentz is the type of guy where if he finds himself in a great situation – He's going to flourish. And I think that Indianapolis is obviously a great situation, so I think he's going to shine again. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I, and yeah. I think you can take both of those stances. Good. I just, I guess I'm stuck on my comp to Bortles and Goff a little bit here. This has the writing on the wall of maybe we don't think he's as good as he is or we thought he was. And even though we have that impression of him, yeah. and, I, and, and he's a likable dude too, like kind of root for him, you know? Yeah. And so I – I I don't know. I don't want to get wrapped up in that anymore. I I just think right now he's in this bucket of quarterbacks that eh, he's kind of like that emoji. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And listen, this is another example too. I think we all had Carson Wentz staying in Philly. When I did, did our yesterday. quarterback predictions. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you yesterday know? I was like, I think it's smoke. But, I, I don't I, think it's real. But like, how crazy! Is it? Like, we had Goff staying in LA, obviously, new yeah. contract, and we had Wentz and we're very the two good guys. At this game, we're, we're we're on fire <laughs> right now. We cannot be stopped. But let me ask you this: If you're the Colts and you had Carson Wentz, you had Jimmy Garoppolo, you had Sam Darnold, possibly. Did they make the best decision, in your opinion, of quarterback? Or would you rather have gone Garoppolo or Sam Darnold, possibly? Or maybe Jameis, I don't know. They probably made a bet. They they had the same risk as Darnold, by the way, because you don't know. Correct. And there's more He's seeing ghosts, by the way. There's more proof of Wentz. Yes. So I think it's better. Okay. But you also assume a lot more money in Wentz. But again, they can handle that. It's fine. I'm not convinced this was a better move than trying to trade for Garoppolo. You're, you're all in on Jimmy G. I'm not all in. Yeah. I just think there's more to like. Mm-hmm. I think they both have health issues, too. you got to be able to stay healthy, and Wentz hasn't showed that. Neither is Garoppolo. True. Uh, but I think with all the quarterback stuff going on, I feel like they jumped at Wentz early in the game when there wasn't – kind of felt like foals. There's not even that market. Yeah. Who else are you bidding against? Chicago has a little bit of interest. 
I don't know. I Are don't you? think they had to make that leap. I think they could have seen what's going to happen with Big Ben, what's yeah. going to happen with other guys right now, because their window to win is, is like now. It, it certainly is that. Well, and it begs the question, how fast did Philly want to get Carson Wentz out of there if they only took a second and a third? I, you well, know, that, and that's all right. Let's take a break. Action yeah. Sports Shacks on ESPN <laughs> 690. When we come back, they're putting all the eggs in a Jalen Hurts basket. Yeah. Are they really doing that in Philly? Uh-huh. And by the way, is Trevor Lawrence, before he even takes a snap, the best quarterback in the AFC South when it all shakes out in the new league year? We talk about it on ESPN 690. All right, I got two big questions about this Wentz thing when it comes to really Philadelphia. Oh, one big question about Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts. Are we really putting all the eggs in the Jalen Hurts basket, Philly? Like, are you comfortable with that? Hmm. And the other question is Trevor Lawrence like the best quarterback in the division if Deshaun Watson gets traded? He hasn't even played a snap. Can I say that? Is that allowed? We'll see. Let's get South Beach Gary's on the line. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's up, man? Uh, Austin, in honor of your tattoo, we'll make the song of the day Golden Slumbers by the Beatles. He appreciates that. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, Brent, I told you. Carson Wentz is going to be dealt. That's why I'm South Beach Gary, okay? Wow, that third person, South Beach Gary. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you guys were talking about uh, Allen Robinson. Is he better? Is, would he be a better option than Schuster at wide receiver as a free agent? Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, I thought, by the way, that's like the pollen talking in my voice. Thanks, South Beach Gary. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I can, like, feel the pollen in my throat. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. cough some up there? You good? No, nah, I mean, I don't. It's just like right. it's like getting raspy. Yeah. Maybe I like that. I stay I just drink pollen from now on. Um, <laughs> but the uh, – we had this discussion before. I like yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. I really do. Yeah. But I feel like he's more a part of things than – the go-to guy. The yes. more I looked at it, is yeah. that fair? No, you're. you're Where absolutely. I feel like A. Rob can be a go-to guy. You're not wrong, Brent. Like, listen, Smith Schuster, like he can run the route tree. He's been the outside, but to me, he's more of a slot guy, right? Like, you get him the, the ball on these short, quick, like these out routes, these slant routes, things like that. With Allen Robinson, if you want the jump ball, you go to A. Rob. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think as Bart, like, be more dynamic and just being more of that game wrecker per se. I lean more towards Allen Robinson. I think even on a bad day, A-Rob's getting the ball thrown to him 10 times, catching him seven and going for 92 yards and maybe maybe even throw a touchdown in there. Yeah. I think Juju Smith-Schuster on a really good day, he's like unguardable. But on some weeks, I don't even know he exists on the field. Sure. Now, that could be a defense but, or whatever. Well, they had a lot of weapons there. But still, I, that's why I felt like the inconsistencies. But also keep this in mind, too. This past season, Robinson was doing it against the top corner. Usually the top corner True. would shadow Allen Robinson, obviously, because he was the Bears' receiving threat. Smith-Schuster, it was more well they got Claypool, right? Um, they got Johnson. So, like, he was never really getting to the top corner. He's also in the slot as well a lot, so it doesn't help at all either. But... I feel like Robinson's just more of the game record because he can run against the top corners and nobody can stop. Don't take this the wrong way, South Beach Gary and everybody else. If the Jags got Juju Smith-Schuster, I'd be pretty fired up. I wouldn't be opposed to it. He's only 25, by the way. Yeah. 25. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. No, I like it. And they'd have a physical... uh, LaVisca (laughs) Chanel and a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, you're talking about physical guys. Sure, and then can you imagine the TikTok videos, too? That's right. right. TikTok through the roof. Brent, Branding. I, I bet you, you if Smith-Schuster comes to Jacksonville, you're getting TikTok. You got to. Yeah, I would. Bro. Okay, I know you would. I would. There it is. Is Trevor Lawrence the best quarterback in the AFC South if Deshaun Watson gets traded? I like it. We'll talk about it next on ESPN 6. Sorry, Carson.